0: This is a mic check. Cunning linguists love cunnilingus because cunning linguists have good tongues. Cunning linguists love cunnilingus because cunning linguists have good tongues. Fat, stupid, stupid fat tongues. And my girlfriend dreams about giving cunnilingus to an unim... Bodied, unembodied is that what it's called unembodied a disembodied vagina thank you thank you with no with, with no smell which you know is it can be a plus so hmm. okay yeah so maybe i shouldn't have blown my romeo and juliet load on the unrequited love speech fuck man that would have been such a great semblance corollary Homology, or and simile for this one, the parallels that happen to be intermutual, reciprocal, socialistically shared lanes are staggering to the point of being nihilistic incredulity. So, it's time for old Jay to search his ample yet sticky popular culture brain filing system for lovers the universe deemed perfectly matching shades of batshit, but somehow at the same time seemed completely alien to society at large and on the whole, whole. <laughs> okay, I got it. Because it totally works within the framework of the subject at hand. Well, mostly. Well, more than one would believe, anyway. Also, because the second I happen to be writing this, it's on TV. It's Vincent Vega and Mia Wallace from Pulp Fiction. Whilst not a couple in the purest of terms, the awkward moment shared when Mr. Vega arrives to the Wallace homestead to receive his chaperone detail for the evening is quite possibly what could be described as a meat cute Mr. Vega, whose blood heroin level could only be described as, No, I'm serious. Where's the blood that's supposed to be in this blood test? Gary? Are you fucking with me? Did you just send a vial of heroin to my office as a prank? Real fucking funny, Gary. Gary was always the office dick. While Vinny is patiently waiting for Miss Mia Wallace to powder her nose, which takes exactly as long as my new favorite measurement of time, which is two shakes of a lamb's tail, he shuffles his feet and wonders just what the night would bring all the while unaware that the night is tantamount to as sure a thing as you can be sure of jump to the awkward conversation after the pretentious ordering of a martin and lewis flavored five dollar shake at the world famous jack rabbit's Slim's. that was clearly such a pretty goddamn good fucking milkshake that not dancing like the coolest of cool was absolutely just not an option Smash cut to an indeterminate time later in the evening where the dynamic dancing duo donning the wrong trench coat and what can only be described as a closeted gay man's utmost respect for an amazing dancer, respectively, giggle tango through the door as an awkward silence ensues. Vinny, sensing the butter knifeable sexual tension, yet still remembering his obligation to the code of conduct of conniving con men, takes leave to the nearest washroom basin for a face-to-face with himself. As a cooler head insists a hasty retreat, and a little self-gratification in the form of a bit of the old How do you do, right hand? Oh, me? How about you stop talking and do your thankless fucking dirty job? Meanwhile, back on the couch as Urge Overkill sings of Lady Puberty, Miss Mia Wallace lights up a tasty red apple, but notices something a tad more intriguing left in a place that only a professional hitman would dare leave a bag of high-grade Pepsi Challenge-winning heroin. Thinking to herself, Self. How lucky could you possibly be tonight? First, you win a dance competition. Now, someone else's bag of mystery powder that I can only assume is cocaine. Lucky day. I should play the lottery. She then proceeds to inhale a baby's arm worth of what she will soon be aware is heroin. As an instantaneous stream of blood begins to flow forth from her seasoned nasal pathway, kind of like when an anime teen boy uh, accidentally grabs one of those triple F teen girl boobs we all remember every girl in high school having. Well, except the one girl with glasses, who, although being the same age as everybody else, kind of looked like she was seven. She sure had the hardest time keeping her panties covered, though. High school is a strange, glorious time of life. This story, or rambling nonsense as it may be, will be continued in, uh, the next, um, uh,
1: hmm. Bell. I got gym class in half an hour. Oh, how she rocks in kitten tube socks. But she doesn't know who I am, and she doesn't. Indeed.
0: So yeah, man. You know, like I was saying, um, until we can maybe uh, hit our hopefully many, many listeners up for a couple of bucks one day, I will. uh, I'll send you that microphone so we can get you off the uh, off the phone, basically. Yeah. And not that you sound bad. I mean, you sound great, and you know we're getting everything, but. It's just so much of a fucking hassle, and you know I'm sure people would like to hear the real Chris's real voice at some point as well. So I mean, so, I'd like yeah, to think just... it's a
1: little better, but um, I like that good, clean studio quality sound that I hear from yours. And it's when I right. when I listen to the episodes, and I'm I'm just I'm I'm a little jelly. I gotta I gotta <laughs> Well,
0: Well, uh, since you'll be home on the tenth. Just, yeah, just fucking email me your uh, the address you're going to be at, and I will fucking send that shit out there, and we'll get this shit going good. Woohoo! Good, good.
1: Tap a rib fest, so, baby. So, Chris... Beers, um, ribs, and white people. something...
0: Wait, hold on. There was something that... I had a message for you. Um, it was... Wait, no, like this... Hmm. Because somebody, you know, messaged me earlier on Facebook, and they were like, Hey, tell Chris and uh, I mean I'm sure I could look it up but I mean you know you something. and I are talking on the phone and and she you know I'm using the computer for audacity and stuff oh I know, I remember I remember I remember it was um welcome to another episode of see no hear no speak no
1: oh UFOs, conspiracies and murders I remember when you know somebody said that they were going to give you a message for me about that it was like some secret agent type shit
0: right yeah, yeah, no, no, he, um, he threatened my family. Oh, but,
1: good. good.
0: Uh, yeah, so, but I gave it to you. Then he's now, in the club. Uh, yeah, now, you know, you can say that, uh, you, you got it. So, everything's good. Hey, another thing I want to get to real quick, and hi, everybody, welcome to the show. Indeed. Um, hello, yeah, hello. But, <clears> uh, about, uh, what, about two and a half weeks ago, maybe, um, we, right now, not to peel back the, uh the little old little old curtain too much but we right now are in uh, the very end of October it is Sunday October 29th our Halloween episode actually just got released this morning and so far has had a uh, a a really decent uh, you know come out (laughs) people are digging it they really are and um, we've only been posting our shows now for maybe like I said about two and a half weeks and the reception has been just great. Like, I wouldn't quite say overwhelming yet, but people are absolutely enjoying the show and people are absolutely listening to the fucking show.
1: I'm happy with um, that. You know? Yeah,
0: who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? And, I mean, we're out on goddamned everything now. We're out on uh, Podbean for all you Android people. That includes me. Uh, uh, we are out on, yeah, yeah. We're out on iTunes now. Uh, which took a little finagling because <clears> I had to fucking please the goddamn Apple gods. <laughs> um, but we are there. Uh, we are also on YouTube at uh, see, no, Here no, speak, no, pod. or
1: I totally forgot that you did that.
0: Right? And it Fuck, we're there, man. It's there and it's up. Cool. Uh, it's either see, no, hear, no, speak, no, pod or it's S-N-H-N-S-N-Pod. Uh-huh. I can't remember if I had enough room to do the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I
1: have to go subscribe Eric, to we have,
0: <laughs> we have listeners all over the fucking world now, not just in America and not just all over the country. That's we crazy have, talk, hi kids. You know, s- six, seven, eight, nine, ten states that are listening to us right now. But we also have uh, your good buddy in Mexico, which
1: mm-hmm.
0: really, guy, can you maybe pick that shit up a little bit, please? <laughs> we need more Mexicans.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keep passing it on to
0: come to America and do our jobs for us.
1: I gotta, I gotta spam them taco-loving motherfuckers again. That's what it is. That's right. That's what it is. They're all busy with like jobs and shit. They're all like fucking lawyers and fashion designers and goddamn uh, uh, graphic artists and all kinds of shit like that. These motherfuckers. Okay, I'm
0: impressed. Chris. Uh, no,
1: I, it's, uh, it has nothing to do with it. I'm just saying that they, they they do stuff, and they do a hell of a lot more in a day than I do. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I just so, try not to
1: kill people. Is really all I do,
0: <laughs> and I get paid. So okay. So get on that shit. Yeah. Get on that shit. You know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, from last week, we uh, we now have uh, listeners in in England. For fuck's sake, across the goddamn pond, England. And Ireland, That's awesome. you guys, really? How did you find us? Like, <laughs> I want to I'm know this very shit. Very curious. Our Our email is see no no speak at gmail dot com. Let us know Let what's us up. Let us fucking know how you found us. Yeah, and and, well, and I can spread the word some more. Use
1: some of your like regional dialect with explanation, please, because I love hearing new lingo or you know at least. How New Lingo is spelled and know what the fuck yeah. that shit means? I love it. Yeah, see, you,
0: you don't, you don't need to explain it to me because I've seen snatch like a thousand fucking. <laughs> I've seen times.
1: snatch and chain spotting about a million and ten times, but you know, so there's still new got, shit every time shit. I turn you know, around. We got
0: this shit, and uh, and we uh, got a very surprising one listener that uh, that popped up the other day was from the Cayman Islands, and I got all excited and shit. I'm like, Chris can you fucking believe this I don't even know where the fucking Cayman Islands
1: are I don't either what's up Kyle
0: <laughs> and, and Chris is like oh yeah I know that guy I'm Like, shit that makes it so less interesting to me but what's up Kyle I guess <laughs> is his people. name Kyle yeah okay well what I wanted to really get Appreciate across here <laughs> is that if you guys love our show that is so unbelievably fucking cool and we, we're glad that you love it but we need your help now uh, press
1: the follow on, button, man. That's, on, 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 yeah, that's my on request. Bobby,
0: we need you to press that follow button because the more followers we have, the more likely our show is going to pop up in people's, hey, you might also be interested in feed. And we need those people. That's probably how we found some of you. Yeah. Because this shit can't all be word of mouth. It just can't be. And if you're on iTunes... You know, give us a uh, a, a review and uh, uh, some stars. You know, or just a message and some stars. You know what? Uh, five stars would be great. Um, Indeed. You know, I only <clears throat> spend every waking hour on this goddamn show instead of with my family. But I mean, you know, if if you just wanted to give us, uh, you know, three or four. Yeah, uh, if you stars, only hate
1: us a little uh, bit, like four is cool. Um, I'm not. I'm mm-hmm, not gonna be mad
0: mm-hmm. at you. But I mean, if you're uh, if you're one of those one star people. Just, um, you know, go, I don't know, go jack off. Just be happy. Just do something else, anything else, really. Just, um... I don't
1: know. Is no stars better than one star?
0: I I think, yeah, I think no review is, uh, would actually be better than, than one star. Gotcha. Because I think gotcha. that hurts
1: us. Yeah, that makes and, sense. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: So anyway, that's that's all I wanted to say is, Jesus Christ, thank you guys. Yeah. Because uh, you're awesome. From the bottom of my heart, this that's is the number one, Chris, Chris and I, uh, I, we probably told the story before, but we went to high school together, um, even though we never spoke a word to each other in high school. He That's is true. actually my high school best friend's older cousin. But Chris did know my older brother as well, and we're friends. Uh, and he, Chris was friends with my good friend Devin, who uh, was, we were basically,
1: <laughs> we were
0: joined at the hip until he moved to Vegas a few years ago. So uh, one day on... <laughs> one day on uh, on my brother's Facebook wall he had said something about what was it like they're coming out with a uh, a one piece live action movie or some shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, something like that and Chris said something about wanting to see the live action Rurouni Kenshin movie. Mm-hmm. And I was I chimed in. I was like, "Well, there's actually three of them and here's how you watch them." And uh, we just kind of started I need talking to get from all there. that again. <laughs> <laughs> but within Within what? Like, the first uh, week we were talking, we started talking about podcasts. And, like, we had so much crazy shit in our brains in common that we were like, that would be kind of great to do together. And then maybe a week later, we figured out how we could do it, because Chris is everywhere in the country every other day, and I am not. So, you know, we've had to figure out how to do this shit. And uh, This is like... uh,
1: this is like that that classic situation of <clears throat> the the stoner sitting around, bullshitting like we should record the dumb shit that we say. Only you know,
0: <laughs> we do. <it>. Yeah, <laughs> we actually record the dumb shit. It's, that it's we say. like
1: a little more structured. Like we're not getting stoned as we record, and we actually do research and put shit together and like you that, know.
0: That's right. We don't just sit here and uh, and babble incoherently. <laughs> about our stream of consciousness, although... We do that as well. Yeah, that tends (laughs) to happen to me more often than not. But, you know, we never thought that anybody but us would give a shit, and turns out that people kind of give a shit. And that's... So thank you. You know, it's it's really fucking cool. But anyway, so, you know, like, subscribe, follow, uh, stars, do everything you want. You're beautiful. Uh, I love you. Uh, Every single one of you out there, you are... You've got to be at least in like I guess like the top five sexiest people I've ever met, mm. and um, you know that's a lot you of got. people
1: in the top five.
0: Oh man, have you guys? <laughs> numbers are kind of just asked for days, and uh, I just I love every single one of you. Like you're like you're my own, like you're my heart. You know. So <laughs> so
1: if you made exactly. it through all that, I believe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait wait wait! I got one more thing. I got one more l- quick 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 thing. Uh, today is my. Childhood best friend Johnny's uh, girlfriend's birthday. She's a, a good friend of mine as well. Her name is uh, 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 Mackenzie uh, Mervin. <laughs> Sorry, her name is fart Ken-
1: Mackenzie.
0: <laughs> I call her Kenzie. So thinking Mackenzie, and then uh, well, she knows this because I had to ask her. But I was like, uh, yeah, I don't know your last name. What is her middle I name? Brainfart. Um, no, her middle name is Leah. Oh. oh wait, shit. I'm going to beep that out, because, uh, you know... Don't and do then now her, a
1: hole. Hi, Mackenzie. Happy birthday.
0: Now, now her social security number is. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, uh, Kenzie Mervin, uh, happy 27th fucking birthday. Uh, enjoy your last three years of being a cool, young, hip person, because <laughs> it goes quick. Not only does it go quick, it hurts like fucking hell once it's gone. Oh, does it? Does it ever? Oh, it does ever. So... Back to the show at hand because um, I told Chris something earlier. He's We've been really fucking good. We have been keeping completely to not telling each other what the fuck the episode's about. Yeah. So yeah. I, all I told Chris I'm was. I was uh,
1: completely in the dark.
0: Yeah. And uh, this episode kind of goes out to uh, our new UK listeners because I. Jesus Christ, that shocked the fuck out of me. He I got love excited. You guys.
1: <laughs> Thank I you, guys. Really,
0: really, really excited. And, so and like at least a
1: three quarter job, so you can pat um, yourselves on the back for that.
0: You guys. Let's, let's say let's say nine tenths. Oh, because it was more than three quarters. You know, Oof. you know what I mean? Man. Yeah. All it right. Was, yeah. That's impressive. You know, impressive. it was good. It it felt good. It feels good. Okay. And it looks good.
1: Wow. Well, keep that flagpole going up.
0: So I told Chris, because uh, you know how whoever's not doing the topic has a little something to do, mm. um, so I told him the, the, the place and the year. But I was going over all my uh, my research today, and this looks like it's going to turn out to be, guess what everybody, that's right, it's Jason's very the first two-parter episode no yeah! Clap, 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 clap. So mm. the place I don't know is... how to say two in any other language. A- I only got three. Lo- <laughs> the the place is London, England. The time period it's the late seventies.
1: It's time for my corner. It's going to be a little ah. quickie, quickie, like a ten-minute session on your uh, lunch break. At work on top of the fucking shelf in the back room with like pens falling on your head and stuff. Even though I've never personally worked in a cubicle, I think that would destroy my soul because I'm an artist and we don't do that.
0: As long as you use every bathroom break to rub one out, you'll be fine.
1: Well, I mean, you know, rub one out or.
0: And then Jackson Pollock the inside of that goddamn soul.
1: Poop emoji. (laughs)
0: Go. All right.
1: So, uh, you know, it was difficult, actually, to find something uh, specifically on Britain in the 70s that didn't have to do with uh, politics and, you know, obvious shit that was going on with the world or whatever.
0: Like, kind of boring politics, Mm, Right, right. yeah.
1: So I just found some cool shit, like just some random (laughs) shit that was happening in the 70s. Some of it is uh, particular to Britain. So, we, awesome. we had uh, Pong. <laughs> Pong came out in 1975, uh, followed by the very first console uh, in 1977. Atari dropped that bomb on the world. Thank you, Japan. And, which uh, Atari was it? What do you mean?
0: Like, which uh, version? 2026? Ah. It would have had to be 16? And you know what? man, Japan... Japan didn't make the Atari. That's
1: cool. Our gamer people know which version it was. I have no idea. What what do you mean? Who made it?
0: America, you son of a bitch. We made it?
1: For true? Yes, for true. The Atari's from America. That's cool. Go us.
0: Indeed. Atari actually is
1: the Japanese word for war. I did know that.
0: Oh, well then. War. (laughs) What's it good for? Uh,
1: Absolutely nothing. (laughs)
0: Say it again? <laughs> no, please, don't, no, don't, don't say it again, just go. <laughs> uh,
1: so, speaking of music, uh, the Bee Gees were jamming, you know, there was some disco happening. It was a good time, it was a good, it was a good happy time, Club 54. Is
0: this the year that it started raining Men? Oh, not the exact year, but yeah,
1: probably somewhere around, in, well, within this decade hallelujah. for sure. Um, <clears throat> here's something cool. Uh the year that Star Wars came out uh episode 4 uh it came out in May but even still by um christmas time the company the toy company Kenner
0: Kennerbra, right Kenner <laughs> indeed
1: Kennerbra was uh it was it was commissioned basically to uh make all the Star Wars toys had right, no I have some. fucking clue do you really
0: yeah i do i actually have uh like two or three still in the box that's amazing yeah it's not for lack of trying i'll tell you that (laughs) i was i i was not born when they came out and when i was a a small kid i wanted to put everything in my mouth so well not for a lack of trying
1: we're gonna glaze over that topic i'm sure we'll do an episode soon that comes back to that Uh, Uh No, that's happening. I am making a note of it right now, and this is, ladies and gentlemen, my first time ever (laughs) on the air. Making
0: a note? (laughs)
1: I'm saying period
0: to that. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so what did Kenner do with their not knowing how to or why? Yeah,
1: well, so they had no idea how how well this movie was going to take off. They just, you know, picture, okay, it's another fucking sci fi movie and whatever, whatever. Which
0: there were a fuckload of and, but it at was that shot
1: in, in the UK.
0: So, mm-hmm.
1: um yeah, so they had no idea. So they, they got overwhelmed. So by Christmas time they were actually selling empty boxes that came with a voucher to redeem your toy when the stock <laughs> picked back up.
0: What a shit fucking Jesus. That's crazy. Hey, right? kids? We're going to go get you some Star Wars toys. Oh, here's a sheet of paper.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is a note that says your parents were cool and, uh, you know, don't give them too much shit. You'll get it when we get it. Yeah.
0: That's that's weak. Anyway. (laughs) It's like the
1: drug dealer that takes your money and (coughs) has to go to the other dude's house to pick it up. You can't and then go leaves with you it.
0: sitting in some parking lot in the middle of fucking nowhere for four hours till you give up and go home, and then he never answers his goddamn phone again. And then when you see him that one time when you're driving down the street, and then you pull over and you're like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, what the fuck? Like, why? Why did you do that? I gave it to you. You left. You said you were gonna be right back. You weren't. And and then he's oh, excuse, 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 and you're like, "Well, you better watch your fucking back, because yep. uh, you know that was." It's money that I can't afford to have you fucking putting up your whatever, and then, and then you start driving away, and he like lifts up his shirt to show you the gun that's in his waistband, and then you go home and you cry a little.
1: Exactly, that is exactly precisely the situation that uh, that that that's going on here. That's it, That's what they did to poor, innocent, defenseless children that just wanted some fucking Star Wars action figures, man.
0: That's right complete and utter nerdy children yep
1: Kenner brah what you gonna do <laughs>
0: fucking fucking Kenner <laughs> what bro. you gonna Dude, when do I, when I was a kid and I saw like you know Kenner like the stamp on the toys and on the boxes and shit mm-hmm. I swear to god I thought that a factory in my hometown had made all the Star Wars did you
1: weapons. feel a little pride
0: a little bit yeah okay. I was like wow I will no you know I, I actually kind of thought that uh, every place had their own toy company and like
1: alright
0: you know, like there was like a, a New Orleans so uh, Star Wars toys. Where is like Mattel? A, uh, it's in Mattel, Ohio.
1: Oh, right? yeah. There's, there's just that makes sense. There's a lot of weird things in Ohio. There's a lot of strange things about Ohio.
0: We, we won't go. <laughs> yeah, like to Ohio. Ohio.
1: I passed through there a lot.
0: We won't go through there. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna go all Road Warrior on you next time you're there. <laughs> it very well might. You're gonna have a bunch of uh, hooligans on bikes swinging chains and shit at you. Well, it's gonna be great. they're
1: gonna be on snow... Uh, fucking what? What is that? What, is, what the fuck
0: are those things Snowmobiles? called? Yeah, uh,
1: those things. Uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cold as shit up here. I'm in <clears throat> Kentucky right now, and it's it's in the 30s. Well, it's probably the low the low low 40s right now. But it's um, kind of
0: cold as shit down here right now, which is weird because it literally just got cold this week, and. Uh, it's uh, it's chilly out. So anyway, uh, we're 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 vamping a little bit too much here. I got a lot of information to get to. So, oh. what happens after Kenner? Oh yeah,
1: okay. So, um,
0: <clears throat> at
1: its peak, the British Empire was uh, <laughs> covered twenty percent of the Earth's surface, with a quarter of its population.
0: That is not surprising if you uh, stayed awake in history class at all. No, but that's
1: that's still that's massive. that's... Those are cool numbers. Yeah, it's massive Um,
0: because the British were terrible, right? So notice I said were were.
1: There is no point on the island that isn't 75 miles or 121 kilometers from the sea. Wow, that was
0: kind of cool. I, I mean, I knew that England was, you know, not the biggest, uh, you know, landmass, but wow, that's a. that really puts it into perspective how fucking tiny that really is. Yeah, it's
1: not big at all. That That's, that's super tiny. Uh, I mean, that's an hour and a half drive. That's, Indeed. That's nothing. Um, so, <clears throat> Windsor Castle, uh, which was built by William the Conqueror uh, sometime around... And, and that's
0: that's where the Knot was created, correct?
1: Probably. Um, mm-hmm. Sometime around 1080... 80, mm-hmm. 1080... A.D. Um, okay. Supposedly the largest royal home, oldest continually inhabited royal residence in Britain.
0: Oh, in Britain. Because I was about to say, I'm pretty sure uh, China and Japan have those. Yeah,
1: that's, that's whole different. But anyway,
0: that that is still, like, for the Western world, that's pretty crazy. I thought Freaking, it was kind of cool. 1,080? Uh, uh-huh. uh Or, you know... 1080 to uh, which is my favorite uh, snowboarding game on the Nintendo 64. Just throwing that out there, that was a good um, one. oh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, shit, that's uh, shit, that's almost a thousand years. Question mark, <laughs> what year <are> we is <laughs> <laughs> we're, <in, laughs> we're in
1: 2017, yes, that's a little over, it's yeah, almost shit, a thousand yeah. years. <clears throat> so, uh, the last thing, last but not least, uh, chicken tikka masala. Actually, it was recently declared uh, the national dish because it was actually made in Britain and not in India. It is actually largely unknown in India, much like a burrito Uh. in Mexico or, um, you know.
0: Yeah, 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 There's
1: plenty of dishes that are like that.
0: That's really cool. I mean, because the immigrants go there, they have to make something that's to the taste of you know where they're at now
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, yeah that's that's actually really freaking cool to learn that it's delicious uh, which <clears throat> i've what is it again chicken uh,
1: tikka masala
0: see i i know chicken marsala but uh, oh tikka? no
1: marsala is is a red wine red cooking wine tikka mas, masala m a s a l a, um yeah tikka masala masala
0: Okay, gotcha.
1: <clears throat> it is delicious. Indian food, period, is delicious. Uh, don't don't believe what that bad Dude, stereotype I love, that you love, see. Love love
0: love Indian food. I love Indian curry, but uh, I actually love uh, Korean curry even more. Korean curry if that's is really like sac- good. Sacri- sacrilegious to say, but no, not I at fucking all. Love Korean. There's
1: tons of countries that that do their own version of curry. I I love green curry. Like a motherfucker, green curry is delicious. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was the end of my uh, corner there.
0: Awesome, man. Well, you got to do the beeps. Do do the do the break, beeps. <sighs> there it is. And word it to is. all of all right. your mothers. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Chris, I know you've been, uh, you know, hanging by the edge of your panties, waiting to hear what exactly. My first ever two-parter is going to be about I'm anxious, um, sir And I, uh, okay, good, it's 25 minutes now, so I'll tell you now This, uh, two-parter episode is about, uh, Sid and Nancy
1: Sid and Nancy?
0: Do you not know about Sid and Nancy? I do not know about Sid and Nancy
1: The names ring a bell, yeah, but I had no idea what it was
0: I'm gonna break up the episodes here First episode, gonna be about Sid Second episode, going to be about Nancy, and what happened to the lovers that loved a little too hard. Awesome. So, beginning now, Sid Vicious, who was born John Simon Ritchie, which is the least punk rock name you could possibly have. (laughs) Uh, He was born uh, May 10th, 1957, and he died February 2nd, 1979. He was, of course, an English bassist and vocalist. Uh, He was the bass player of the Sex Pistols.
1: I did not know that that is who you were talking about, that that's who was the Sid in that
0: story. Well, now you do. And, uh, of course, there's a a pretty well-known movie that's just called Sid and Nancy, and uh, I've never seen it because, I don't know, I don't like biopics unless they win Oscars of course okay so um, well I'm
1: definitely interested in finding out what the shit happened
0: (laughs) well you're about to well you won't actually find out what happened this episode anyway so uh, these are other not aliases because I mean punk rock musicians don't I guess really have aliases they just have other weird names that they go by Mm -hmm. Uh, he was also known as uh, well of course Sid Vicious other than John Simon Ritchie, mm-hmm. uh, but he was also known as Spiky John, Spiky John, the Prince of Punk, and John Simon Beverly, which mm-hmm. is for some reason a little bit more punk rock I... than John Simon Ritchie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I don't know the the Beverly, the uh, the <clears throat> the sexual ambiguity kind of works there. You know what I
1: mean? The whole three first names thing always throws me off. Just, like, two last <laughs> names. It's just, I don't understand. I don't understand.
0: Well, what constitutes a first and last name, Chris?
1: It just, I, it's nothing. I guess it's all just our own made-up structure, but it just doesn't sound right. Hey, man,
0: society deems it acceptable, so we must oblige society with ex- acceptance. I, I mean, I guess...
1: If you want to anyway, call your kid so, Wilson Johnson, you go right on ahead. <laughs> That's
0: just... I always wanted to name my kid Darby Crash Rambo, because Darby Crash was my favorite punk rocker, and I always loved the name Darby, and I thought that Crash would be a pretty fucking sweet middle name for a kid. Hmm. And it's unisex. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, Sid Vicious joined the uh, Sex Pistols in early 1977, Um he replaced a dude named Glenn Matlock, uh, who had been the bass player. Um, he just kind of pissed off the rest of the group and got kicked out. Um, That's what punk rockers do, I hear. Yeah, they they piss each other off and uh, go their own separate ways, basically. Uh, so, uh, well, Vicious was, uh, he, well, there's no easy way to put this. Vicious was super, 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 super duper into heroin. Okay? like, um, so Like, even, like, the super, 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 super duper part that I just did, that's kind of understating it. Like, dude was into shooting heroin into his veins like no one's business. And we'll get in uh, a little more with that in a bit. But um, due to his, uh, you know, intravenous drug use, uh, he was ho- hospitalized with hepatitis while the while the band was recording their only studio album which uh do you know the name of this their their one album that this only one that you'll ever see as a studio released album it's like a pink and green and uh
1: i can picture it but no i have no idea what those words are
0: all right well it's uh never mind the bullocks then i uh, have no idea, idea what you're talking about i i'm not
1: picturing that at all
0: i don't well Holy shit, Chris! Uh, get it. Listen to it on YouTube. Do whatever, dude. It's it's really not bad. It's like a, I would describe it as a dirty, chaotic punk, but like dirty, chaotic early, early punk. Because there's always a you know a fight between especially old school punkers of who created the punk rock sound. Was it uh, the Sex Pistols in England, or was it uh, the Ramones and the Velvet Underground in in America, in New York, um, but everybody kind of came out around the same time, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, like, the Ramones had that, like, kind of surfer dude, like, party time punk sound, Yeah. and the Sex Pistols, I mean, you said, you know, there was a bunch of, you know, boring ass political shit going on in England at, at the time, and they were the, the, I don't, I don't even want to say they were the Rage Against the Machine of the Day, because they really fucking weren't. But they were into, you know, being socially conscious and their songs reflected that. Mm -hmm. And they were angry and their songs reflected that as well. So, uh, yeah, Never Mind the Bullocks, Here's the Sex Pistols, is a, it's a really good album. I mean, every self-respecting, heavy music listener could do to at least listen through it because everybody who plays with a distortion pedal today was influenced by that album. All right. So, um, okay, but too, since <laughs> since he was in the hospital with uh, with hepatitis, um, oh, basically all of his uh, bass parts were played by the guitar player. Um, well, that's not the only reason why. Another reason why is because uh, Sid Vicious was kind of a terrible bass player.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, he's just more of a <laughs>
1: more of a personality, and uh, <clears throat> it,
0: and and we'll get into that a little later presence. too. Is and yes, he was uh, like he was the personification of like gutter punk punk rock in England. Like he was, and he was actually planned to be the face of the band until um, Johnny Rotten came along, and he just he just had like the outward personality that your front man should have, you know? Right. Um, but that he only played bass on a partial song. He was only partially in one song from the album. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But, uh, but, but he uh, is, uh, well known. He's. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, But, uh, vicious, he, he did appear as a lead vocalist, um, later on in his his short short career um he sang some cover tracks uh on the soundtrack to the great rock and ro- <laughs> the great rock and roll swindle which sounds like a, a you know rick roar and romp in good time um, great rock and roll it, Swindle. Okay. the great rock and roll swindle is a uh, it's a largely fictionalized documentary about the sex pistols and uh, it was produced by their former manager, uh, Malcolm McLaren, a and directed by... A fictionalized
1: documentary?
0: A largely fictionalized documentary. Oh, okay. But. Uh Yeah. And uh, just to finish that off, it was directed by a dude named Julian Temple. Yeah, sorry about I that. I don't know who either of those people are, or if I should care. So, let's go back to Baby Vicious. Um, he was born, John Simon Ritchie, like I said, on May 10th. 1957, in Lewisham, uh, which is in, it's in London, so I'm guessing that's like a, uh, you know, a suburb of London or whatever, uh, to John and Anne Ritchie. His mom dropped out of school uh, because she was dumb. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, okay, maybe that's not fair. She she didn't do well in school, so she dropped out. Lack of academic uh, success is how this puts it, but, I mean... You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears> when, after she dropped by, uh, she uh, went to join the Royal Air Force. And that's where she met her husband to be, uh, who is uh, Richie's father, a guardsman at Buckingham Palace, and a semi professional trombone player on the London jazz scene. Well so then. Right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, everything's, everything's coming up sick. Sounds like everything's yeah, in the blood. It's all, it's all, so shortly after uh, Vicious's birth, um, Sid and his mom moved to Ibiza, which, do you know where that is? Isn't that in, like, uh... Ibiza, really? Spain? I, Isn't that in, in Spain I or something? I um, If we're wrong, sorry, guys. Uh, if somebody that listens in Ibiza wants to correct us... I've always uh, wanted to go there. Why don't you go fuck yourself and stop correcting people all the time? That's a really dick move. Chilling and Rave Country so, so um while they were in Ibiza uh you know Sid's dad was supposed to eventually fucking come join them um and you know he was supposed to come and he was supposed to support them financially uh in the meantime uh but after the they, he sent checks to them right mm-hmm. well uh the first couple uh they were no good Oh, nice. So, uh, finally Sid's mom, uh, realized that dude just wasn't, he wasn't going to make it. He wasn't going to come. Not that he wasn't going to make it. (laughs) Like, like he got held up somewhere. Uh, he didn't give a shit and didn't go, basically. Um, so, uh, but Anne, uh, later married Christopher Beverly in 1965. That's where the last name, uh, you know, John Simon Beverly comes from. Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, she married him in 65 before setting up a family home back in Kent, England. Uh, Richie took his stepfather's surname and was known as John Beverly. Um, All right. well, now we have a little sadness. Uh, Christopher Beverly died six months later <laughs> oof, from cancer. And, uh, Jesus. by 68, uh, Vicious and his mom, they were living in a, uh, a rented out flat in turnbridge wells where he attended Sandown court school um so they they make that sound like that's not a good thing or like maybe that's just like not a great thing
1: i wouldn't have any idea
0: i'm gonna go ahead and and say that that's like the uh it's the shitty part of town but it's like the safe area in the shitty part of town but it's
1: still public school
0: yeah, I mean, I went to public school, you son of a bitch, and so did you. <laughs> I know, and it wasn't. Yeah, and look at us now, kids. Ooh, <laughs> go to college. Oh, um, man. So, in 1971, uh, he and his mom moved to Hackney, which is in East London, um, and he apparently had also spent some time living in Clevedon. That please, someone, like, I actually want to be corrected on this. C-L-E-V-E-D-O-N. Clevedon? Clevedon,
1: yeah? Clevedon? That might
0: be. Somerset. Um, so, I mean, there's not, like, a ton about, you know, his bullshit life or whatever, but, um, you know, dad that, you know, he came from his sperm, uh, they moved, he was supposed to be supporting them, he, you know, apparently had a decent job if he was a fucking, uh, you know, one of those dudes, a Buckingham Palace guard, Mm. um, And, you know, he was a musical guy, played in jazz, trombone, shit like that, Um, just sends them checks. And what's worse, Chris, is it worse to send checks that are no good, or to just not send anything right away? Uh,
1: How about a letter that explains the situation, if you really are sincere about sending something?
0: But all that's the thing is, is I don't think he was all. ever sincere. Nothing at all. So yeah, all. nothing at all. Yeah. So that's better than sending bad checks. Yeah. Because couldn't she act I, I mean, makes sure you, I mean, I you guess. look like
1: an asshole either way, but if you're sending right. bad checks, you know better and you're a double asshole. And
0: she could be trying to cash bad checks and then and yeah. she could be arrested for trying to cash bad checks. Yeah. See. So anyway, so no point that at all. dude that dude's too good for them apparently. And then the dude that apparently was a good guy, or at least good enough for uh, Sid's mom to, you know, give him the dude's last name, he dies of cancer six months later.
1: That's fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, it's fucking crazy, and it's, I mean, it's kind of sad, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, as a, how old was he at that time?
0: Um, let's see, he was... This is in '71, and he was born in '57. Mm. So he was—he was still a teenager. 14. Yeah. Yeah, that was still, still a teen. Yeah. So um, let's let's move on to uh, Sid, the kid that was a dick. <laughs>
1: you ready?
0: Yeah. Uh, so I knew there was going to be first. a
1: dick in this in this episode. <laughs> there has there's a dick in
0: it. every episode, Chris. I was just, just waiting used to for it. it to pop up. The quicker you stop pointing it out. <laughs> the quicker we can all be adults about it.
1: Uh, that's not what this is about.
0: <laughs> no, we're not supposed <laughs> to be adults. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Vicious first met this dude named John Linden in 1973. This is two years after they, you know, his mom moved and shit. Uh-huh. Uh, they, both, they were both students at uh, Hackney Technical College. Uh, Lyndon describes Sid at this time as a David Bowie fan and a clothes hound. Okay. So, uh, if you see pictures of Sid Vicious with his pimply pale skin and crazy shitty hair and his lazily painted-on fingernails, um, picturing him as like a clothes, <laughs> like, cle- like a clean-cut, like clotheshound David Bowie fan is kind of silly to me. And yeah. I want to see pictures of that.
1: I really do. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm confused
0: about this. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, so, uh, by the time he was 17, he he was hanging around London. Uh, one of his favorite spots was uh, this place called Malcolm McLaren and Vinnie Westwoods. Uh, it was then a little-known clothing store. Hmm. Yeah, Westwood. like uh... wait,
1: what? Ah, uh, sorry. There's a there's a, a... A DJ I think is, is what he is Uh Named Tim Westwood And he's In London And he does Um Kind of like a Kind of like how Uh Sway And King Tech Does over here Where they'll like Feature a rapper And he'll come out And do some Fucking freestyle shit Or whatever Okay
0: yeah I don't I don't I don't know Tim I Westwood don't. Does oh, that in, wait, in I, The UK I mispronounced Uh Westwood's name It's uh Vivian Not Vinny Um like you time. know, sometimes sometimes your eyes, you know, they, you, your mouth gets a little little ahead of your eyes. Um so he would hang out at this clothing store. Uh oh, okay, so Malcolm McLaren and Vivian Westwood owned the place. <laughs> Cause the difference. place was called place was called all three capital letters sex. Right. Nice. Which, you know, that's where you know you, you hang out to that's so there. Take he he met uh an American expat uh Chrissy Hind, uh... What the shit is and, an ex-hat? An expatriate? Like, somebody that used to live in one country, but now is a, a resident of the other?
1: Is that what... That, that That's what the word is for that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's that's the word.
1: I thought a patriot um, was just somebody who... Who, like... Reps where they're from. Like, not like... You know, go going over to some other place and flying a different flag or whatever, but I just mean, like, somebody who loves their country. And, and you know... I thought that's what a patriot was. I didn't know it had something to do with the fact that you. Well, that's different. Okay. Well, well so why are you an expatriate if called? you live somewhere else? So it, you can't still love your and country. I mean, I mean,
0: I guess that you can still love your country or whatever. But that's just what they're fucking called, man. They're it's called ex-patriot. expatriate. E X P A T R I A T E. Expatriate. That's what. Oh, people. That's are not like.
1: even the word patriot. Oh.
0: Well, So you're the one that took it wrong That's how it's
1: said (laughs) So I think that that is some dumb fucker Messing with the English language And uh, I think he should be slapped Whoever came up with that word
0: I mean I hear you But yeah I mean Shorthand people call them expats That's like uh, you know If you're in the quarter walking around And uh, there's some dude that runs a bar And he's got a British fucking accent He's an expat that lives here
1: it it just has a hardness <clears throat> to it, like a uh, I don't know.
0: I I I mean yeah, but okay. Anyway, that part's the expat thing. Okay, this chick was from fucking America. Okay, do you know the name Chrissy Hind? I mean, you can't, you kind of should. So why? And, well, because she she fucking formed the Pretenders, who were an amazingly influ No, you don't know the Pretenders.
1: i oh, I know who they are
0: okay anyway um so Chrissy Hind uh, she formed him. Mm-hmm. um okay. and then uh she was uh she was five years older than uh Sid was but she tried and uh, failed to convince him to join her in a sham marriage <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> so she, she likes could, the young d
0: <laughs> so she could get a uh, a work permit there um what a f- <clears throat> how! indeed um so Sid's buddy John, uh, John Lidden, uh he nicknamed uh, Richie uh, Sid Vicious after his pet hamster, uh, Lydon's pet hamster Sid, huh. um, which was which was named after Sid Barrett. Um, and then the reason he named him that is because the hamster Sid had bitten uh, Mr. Vicious, uh, eliciting Richie's response: "Sid is really vicious." Uh. The animal, the animal was described at, by Leiden as the softest, furriest, weediest thing on Earth. W-E-E-D-I-E-S-T, thing on Earth. I don't know what weediest means in a descriptor. Uh, <laughs> a, a a descriptor. Um, <laughs> but But... Um, so at, at the time that this happened, uh, Sid was squatting with, uh, with Leiden. Uh, John Joseph Wortle who I guess also goes by Ja Wobble, J A H W O B B L E. Which I think I think that should be my new nickname. And uh, John Gray. And uh, the all of them together were formerly known as the Four Johns. <laughs> Wait, do you wobble <laughs> because,
1: wobble or shake it shake
0: it? Um I mean I I kinda I mean really it's more of a wobble shake it.
1: <clears throat> I see and and because yeah. this this squishy little hamster was an asshole. On one day, they decided the asshole bit the asshole. So let's call the asshole by the asshole's name, right? That's that's what happened. I guess, there? and
0: and and really, I mean, I guess it's more of uh, of uh, little Richie's uh, exclamation of, you know, oh shit, Sid sure is vicious. Uh huh. You know because it bit him and then he said that and they were like oh, oh she's vicious. Uh, we're all gonna laugh at the time that my fucking hamster made you
1: cry so like how we always like you know how people would be like oh that's a fucking awesome band name that's fucking i get it i get it let's call him a hamster cool <laughs> i'll never forget that he is he's forever a hamster to me now
0: <laughs> Continue. Absolutely. And why shouldn't he be?
1: if somebody is an artist out there and can draw Sid Vicious as a hamster, uh we need that.
0: <laughs> okay, and I have uh I have one more little fact here about him, you know, uh pre sex pistols that I found Hamster uh, Um according to Leiden, uh he and Vicious would often uh busk for money, which I guess uh, in England, possibly means uh, perform for money. Oh. You know, like a street performer kind oh, okay. of thing. Um, with uh, with vicious playing the tambourine. <laughs> Interesting. They would play he could be Alice more, Cooper. Uh, obnoxious that way. <laughs> exactly. That makes
1: sense. That's a good. That's a good position for him.
0: <laughs> they would play Alice Cooper covers, and people gave them money to stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Um, but once a man gave them, uh, this is in quotes because I don't know uh, British money at all, but once a man gave them three bob, which is apparently three shillings, uh, which is also 15 pence in decimal currency. Okay. <laughs> and uh, they all danced. <laughs>
1: that sounds like um,
0: a Dude, you gave them, like three bucks and they all just started dancing.
1: <laughs> okay. That's, um, that's pretty but, awesome though.
0: But then we hear this part... Did um, he
1: request the dancing? Like, did anybody have to I don't show think their so. dick? Or... I think
0: he was like, I think he was like, shut the fuck up and I'll give you three dollars. And he gave them three dollars and they were just super happy about it.
1: I wonder how much heroin you could get for your cut in that.
0: Shit, in the early 70s? Yeah. Probably like like a ton and a half? Jesus. Like a whole fucking buttload?
1: Oh, that's so nasty, hamster boy.
0: So, uh, but, but, you know, this sounds like all fun and games, you know, and, uh, and it kind of is until someone loses an eye at least, but there was a, a darker side. Is
1: somebody going to lose an eye?
0: No, not yet. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I genuinely have not read that far ahead. No, I'm joking. Um, so there was a, uh, there was a darker side to Sid Vicious, uh, that started to emerge around this time. Um, he assaulted, uh. An NME, the letter N, the letter M, and the letter E, mm-hmm. uh, journalist uh, named Nick Kent with a motorbike chain with help from Jaw Wobble. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's right. And then on another occasion at the Speakeasy, which was a London nightclub uh, that, you know, rock stars of the day would hang out at, uh, he threatened BBC DJ and Old Grey whistle test presenter Bob Harris.
1: What the fuck is
0: that? I, I'm i guessing Old Grey Whistle Test Presenter?
1: <laughs> presenter? I thought you said prisoner. Or,
0: no, no, no. Or Old Grey Whistle Test is probably the name of a show. Uh, and Bob Harris was the presenter so he's like of the host. Oh, okay. Exactly. So, that is... Nice. Um, you, are... you know, he, he was a dick, and he you know, I'm, I'm not saying that he was a terrible person, but I'm saying that he, he certainly had um, a violent side, uh, even violent tendencies, um, even early. So, you know, we're like, we'll, we'll get into more of that as well. But right now, uh, we are going on to his musical career, which will lead up to his uh, inclusion into the Sex Pistols. Okay. Okay. Um, is, so is he ja began. Wobble his, still along for the ride? Uh, fuck if I know. I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. That'd make me feel good if he was, though, because I like saying his name.
1: <laughs> it is, it's um, kind of hard to say, actually. You sure ja it's Wobble. not J Wobble? Because J Wobble sounds. It, no. But
0: no, it's it's not J A Y. It's J A H. J L. J J Wobble. It's Jaw Wobble. Jaw Wobble.
1: <laughs> so uh, is kind of fun, though. I thought of another began, really cool, fun one ugh. earlier, but
0: now I can't remember it. So okay, continue. good, because we're almost at an hour, and i still got, like, four more pages. <laughs> uh, Sid began his musical career in uh, 76. Uh, he was a member of the Flowers of Romance, um, which was the name of the band that he was in. Mr. Uh, Beverly, but actually, what
1: was he playing this is, this,
0: this is actually pretty cool um, uh, somebody else that went on to do pretty great things was in the band um, and, and a f- co-founding member of The Clash uh, Keith Levine um, he later co-funded John Lydon's post-pistols project Public Image Limited there's a lot of um, keys yeah that was kind of hard to say and I'm hoping they don't pop too bad in the microphone um Okay, so uh, so we had uh, Vicious, we had Keith Levine, and uh, Pal Moliv, and Viv Albertine. Um, both wow. of those people would later would later join the Slits, but all those people were in a band called Flowers of Romance, or the Flowers of Romance. Who came um, up with that name? Somebody that uh, you know isn't afraid to show their. What side. kind of material was that? Uh, it was probably silk, actually. So he appeared with uh, Susie and the Banshees. Uh, he played drums at their notorious first gig at the 100 Club Punk Festival, which was in uh, was on London's Oxford Street. Um, and then also, according to members of the Damned, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Damned. There, I mean, you've heard of Susie and the Banshees, though, right? Negative holy shit dude I've got some listening for you before we record the second part of this mm-hmm. um, so <laughs> according to members of The Damned uh, Vicious had been considered along with uh, Dave Vanian V-A-N-I-A-N um, for the position of lead singer of The Damned um, but <laughs> Vicious failed to show up for the audition which um, a heroin addict tends uh, to do so yeah. um,
1: I've heard the same he about that
0: kid. Exactly. Uh, so Vicious had later contended that uh, Vanian and associates had intentionally withheld information uh, about the audition as an act of jealousy to ensure that, uh, that Vicious didn't make it. But, you know, what the fuck ever. Oh, by the way... There's going to be some conspiracy in my episode, Chris. Oh. Yeah, for the first fucking time. It's about goddamn time. But there's going to be some conspiracy up in this bitch. I like it. So, um... He was, you know, pissed. He was, uh, sad. He had felt kind of betrayed. Uh, so he... He would hold a personal grudge, um, for this, like, for a long time against, uh... Vanyan and the Damned in general, um, which uh, this grudge ended up becoming violent um, during the Damned's performance at uh, that at the Hundred Club Punk Special. Um, the day after making his debut with Susie and the Banshees, uh, a uh, very drunk and amphetamine-filled uh, Sid Vicious hurled his glass at the stage, uh, attempting to hit and, uh, You know. As a, as a fuck you
1: Well that's not um, heroin
0: No um, That's That's super amphetamines Yeah um, <laughs> But uh, He missed the coming. He missed the dude And uh, The glass shattered On a pillar And It partially blinded A chick In one eye oh. Because the glass Went into her eye Right um, in the Fucking eye Right So Vicious was arrested The next day And he was Imprisoned At Ashford Remand Center um, Westwood sent him a book about Charles Manson to keep him occupied during his imprisonment. How nice. Which, you know, if you're going to have somebody to occupy you and help you out and keep you company, you know, you might as well be um, Fun Charlie loving Man. Charlie. <sighs> so, uh, McLaren also said in person and in a documentary that he, if he had met Vicious before he hired uh, Johnny Rotten to be singer, which, uh, you know, is what I told you earlier, um, that that Sid Vicious would have been the Sex Pistols front man because he had the most charisma of anyone on that stage. Um, Alan Jones described Sid Vicious as having the iconic punk look. Uh, Sid on image alone is what all punk rests on. His his nails would be painted in a sloppy manner with purple nail polish. Uh, So he... We'll get more into it, but... Uh, he played his first gig with the Sex Pistols on April third, nineteen seventy-seven. So he is now twenty years old. Wow. Um, they played at uh, at the Screen on the Green in London, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing is a place, not just uh, you know a screen door that's laying on some grass somewhere. <laughs> Although I would love for that to be true. Um, his debut was filmed by Don Letts and appears in Punk Rock Movie, because of course it does.
1: Interesting.
0: <laughs> so this is where we get a little bit more fun into his uh, his sucking at bass, because <laughs> he was a drummer and a frontman and stuff like that. He didn't play shit. Um, Sid Vicious was in the band, but he couldn't play basically at all. <laughs> um, I remember uh, when... Uh, Johnny Ramone died of cancer years ago. Or Joey, sorry, not Johnny. Sorry, Johnny. Uh, when Joey Ramone died years ago of cancer, uh, they had some uh, big, you know, uh, memorial thing for him. It was on TV and I saw it. And they kind of talked to other old punk people and stuff like that. And uh, and Johnny Rotten was talking about how Sid Vicious, during their, uh, their mic checks and their level checks and shit like that, would just sit there, and on his bass would just play fucking the opening to Blitzkrieg Bop which is just over and over again and so uh he was not a very good bass player at all Yeah
1: that's pretty simple.
0: Yeah. So uh so since he sucked and had basically no bass guitar experience at all the guitarist Steve Jones doubled on bass duties for the Like I said, basically the entirety of Nevermind the Bullocks. Um, Except for two songs. Uh, Anarchy in the UK Mm -hmm. was recorded with the first bass player, Matlock. Um, And yes, that was his name, Uh, (laughs) M-A-T-L-O-C-K. And because that was already out as a single before they even went in to to do the rest. And then the song uh, Bodies, which uh, Sid was actually allowed to play on, um, but they overdubbed it later on. Uh, with Steve Jones, the guitarist, uh, playing it, that's so hilarious. I don't know. Yeah, that's why I said partially allowed because I don't know if it's if any of uh, Vicious's uh, bass line is still in there at all or not.
1: So he literally um, became an icon just as a personality that didn't even really get used.
0: Well, I mean, you know, they played shows and shit, and he. I mean, he would play for those shows, he, no matter how badly. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, you know, he, he was part of the band, but he was also... Another thing that I kind of heard about the Sex Pistols later on is that they were almost formed as a... almost like a boy band is today.
1: <laughs>
0: like a, a record exec said, okay, we, this is what's going on now, we need somebody to embody this and we need a band to do it. We gotta get these people to do it. And that's why, you know, the dude their manager was saying, you know, before Johnny Rotten, Sid was gonna be the, the front man because they were assembled. You know, they didn't meet on the street and said, Hey, let's start a band, right. blah blah blah. That's why he played bass instead of something he knew how to play. Um and then of course we already talked about how he missed, you know, most of the album recording because he was in the hospital for my uh, hepatitis right um, but while he was in the hospital his main visitor uh, would be his girlfriend Nancy Spungen her that is an, last name is S-P-U-N-G-E-N was an awesome um, last name yeah she I uh, so much an, with that she was an American groupie uh, and of course uh, where would we be without adding that she was a heroin addict an American um, groupie that was a heroin addict, and uh, they had met in nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah, um, She uh, was also a part, part-time, you know, part-time uh, prostitute and stripper.
1: I bet they didn't um, have an Atari though, and that was the year it came out.
0: I mean, you know what? I bet that uh, they were just too cool for it. Like they saw it, and they both really fucking wanted an Atari, right? But they were late. Like, they like they looked at each other and like. Yeah, you know, I mean, Atari's out, you know, ha, ha. and uh, and then she was like, yeah, you know, it looks kind of, kind of, and then he was like, oh, uh, but, you know, uh, that's that's for stupid capitalist fags, ha 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 ha, and they were like, yeah, yeah, it is, and then they walked away, and they were both like, god damn it, I really wanted that fucking Atari.
1: Yep, that's what I was gonna say. <clears throat> that's exactly what I was gonna say. Just because everybody really? else is doing it, then we gotta hate it because that's our image and. But we really want it and
0: yeah exactly right i mean how else are you gonna how else are you gonna play pong
1: yeah i mean there there is no there's no other way
0: i mean i mean uh, technically you could do it in the arcade but all right how are you how else are you gonna play as much pong as the human body needs to survive without using your mortgage
1: i mean at that day and age that was a damn decent amount of pong
0: oh there's so much pong you know i heard from my older brother that pong Uh, The first game was free, but then the next one cost you.
1: That's how they get you.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, there is is kind of a a rumor that uh, Nancy is the one that introduced Vicious to heroin, uh, but he was already on tons of drugs when they met. um, And his mom is the one that supplied him the drugs huh. and these supplied drugs uh, would have and did include heroin so wow. uh, we can we cannot give her that credit that is um,
1: awful and unfortunately nothing new in the world
0: right and and that's really that's fucking sad um, so this is just a, a fun little story about the sex pistols here um, on Christmas Day 1977, uh, they played a matinee for the children of Huddersfield during uh, a firemen strike. Um, John L- Lydon, uh, he claimed in the documentary Never Mind the Baubles, that uh, Sid needed a serious talking to beforehand because he wanted to be the hardcore tough rocker bloke, and uh, that swearing wasn't tough. Wait, swearing and being tough wasn't the right way to get the message across to the children. Uh, Oh, no. The recording of of, uh, Johnny Thunder's song, Born to Lose, which appears during this performance... Um, Wait. Born to Lose, which appears on Sid Sings, uh, which features uh, various vocals, was recording during this performance. Uh, When Johnny Rotten stepped off stage to pose as Father Christmas, uh, these were the Sex Pistols' last performances in England until the filthy... Lucre reunion tour of '96. Huh. So, um, so the only reason that Johnny Rotten stepped off stage uh, to do the the Father Christmas shit is because they were afraid of what Sid Vicious would do if he couldn't do something else. Oh, <laughs> so he jumped off and Sid uh, sang a song, <laughs> which you know it was it was. A neat little story about how he wanted to be punk rock uh, no matter what even during and especially when it wasn't the thing to do so instead of uh
1: <clears throat> knowing that he's hyped up on amphetamines and whatever else and letting him throw a glass at you on stage at a show you just <laughs> let, let him sing, sing the fucking King. song and be done with it yeah <laughs> i just think that was, a, that was a good strategic move on his part <laughs> you because know, he could he this time could have been the time that sin sid connected with that glass <laughs> it,
0: yeah you know? exactly exactly um and here's uh you know just something a little extra about um uh, his uh you know his time uh just after the uh the sex pistol is a little bit on on his solo career uh with nancy acting as his and i love this quote-unquote manager, <laughs> right. um, he embarked on a solo career during which he performed with musicians including Mick Jones of The Clash, who is, like, my fucking idol. Love Mick Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, the old Sex Pistols bassist, Glenn Matlock. Um, this dude's name is the best, um, and I really hope this is his God-given Christian name, Rat Scabies oh, <laughs> of, the dam- wow. of the Damned and uh the New York Dolls, Arthur Kane, Jerry Nolan, and Johnny Thunders. Please tell me you've heard of the New York Dolls. Negative, sir. God damn it. All right, see. I got to make you I got to make you a mixtape. I got to make you a goddamn mixtape. It is 2017 and I have to make Chris a fucking mixtape. This
1: is hilarious. That, I mean, <sighs> if you <laughs> that guy is the icing on the cake. The, to, that is the the epitome of okay. I see what the I see what the the genre you know what I mean is doing. Let me try to pick the two worst words and put them <laughs> together, and that'll be my well, name. Well, he
0: was he was in the damned, so that makes sense.
1: Prolapsed <laughs> rectum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's like uh, you know the the Foo Fighters guitarist, and before that, the uh, you know the guitars that uh, joined nirvana toward the end uh pat smear
1: yeah pat smear yeah yeah. he
0: he was in punk bands and shit like that he was Uh, gayer than a
1: three dollar bill too so that may have been that may have had something to do with why he chose that fucking awful name
0: and and holy shit i have been like three dollar bills just will not stop coming on to me chris do i give off that vibe (laughs) i mean not i mean not that i'm offended i'm actually you know you know, I, I like the attention. No,
1: Bill's a cool guy. Bill's a cool guy, though. Yeah. I mean, you know... I
0: just, I just want him to stop wasting his time.
1: He keeps coming back because you keep giving him that tree fitty <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, um... Uh, Sid performed the uh, the majority of his performances post-Pistols uh, at uh, Max's Kansas City. And he drew, like, pretty large crowds. Um... Though some performances were hellish, um, mm-hmm. especially when he would insult the audience. had yeah, the guy, the guy um,
1: named Rats Gabies. That's right. It, the, more, oh, the more I say it, the, the, the easier the it, rolls. it makes you, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. So, um, it's great. What, what's, what's great about this shit, though, is that you can actually hear examples of this. Um, on his live album Sid Sings Um, and uh, his guitarist uh, Steve Dwar said in the documentary Who who Killed Nancy? Um, Son of a bitch. I just gave away anyway um, that he got good money for those shows. It's
1: a good thing thing I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, shut up. (laughs) He got
0: good money for those shows. His gigs at Max's returned out to be his last performances as a solo musician as well as his last performances ever before he something else happened.
1: i'm over here picturing rat scabies at the card table and casino royale (laughs) oh
0: god chris i have a little bit more to go okay so
1: (laughs) i'm trying i'm trying you fucking killed me with that name
0: (laughs) (sighs) so in january in january 1978 um Ah. Uh, the group embarked. Uh, the Sex Pistols, by the way, uh, they embarked on a U.S. tour that would only last two weeks um, because they had, they canceled a bunch of shows and they just fucking were not into each other anymore. Um, no, the Did the issues they didn't like to share issues, needles anymore. N- no, I mean I don't. I think he was. I mean I don't know, man. I don't know all their drug <laughs> habits, but Jesus Christ, um, uh, they the problems really involved tensions with. Um, Malcolm McLaren, uh, Johnny Rotten, and Vicious, with uh, Rotten accusing McLaren of trying to to wreck the very thing that made the sex pistols great, and of course, uh, Vicious's fucking heroin habit, and just complete negative interactions with the audience, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, come on, those people are paying you to not be a dick to them, basically. I mean, if they're being dicks to you, then then I'll go all for it. But Jesus Christ! Well, man. Um, I mean, he Antonio, was no GG Allen, <laughs> thank God, there was only one GG Allen, who I also sake, know man.
1: almost nothing about. But just <sighs> that one little gross, just awfulness that I okay, do know see, about him is just enough for see, me. Now to... I
0: have to do I have to do a GG Allen episode sooner or later now because <sighs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was an alien. Um Yay. Yay. <laughs> so, um, in, uh, in San Antonio, uh, Sid hit an audience member, uh, and, uh, <clears throat> with who meant him, well, okay. Punched? In San Antonio, Sid Vicious famously hit an audience member with his fucking bass guitar. <laughs> Holy shit. The, uh, the audience, uh, member had antagonized Vicious, um, who then, uh, this is vicious now, had then shouted out, faggot fucker. Well um, then. These are words that I do not use, but if I am quote, you know, reading a quote, I'm gonna say it. Uh, and that goes for absolutely any word in the English or any other language, because I'm not gonna, I have no right to, uh, to censor someone else's words.
1: Right. We're um, against everyone
0: equally. Like, we don't right, single exactly. anyone out. Exactly. But we are not hateful or filled with hate. No, not at all. We are... I mean, we're, you know, this is research. Uh, Anyway, um, so he yelled what I just said uh, before hitting him. Um, And then before the Sex Pistols took the stage of the Longhorn Ballroom in Dallas, um, he, uh, Sid, while in heroin withdrawal, uh, carved the words, Give me a fix, into his chest with a razor.
1: Ooh. Um, that's dedication <laughs> autumn, right there. You gotta admire that's that. That's fucking
0: scary. That's pain that he was in. Like, bad, look pain. Yeah. Um, in autumn of 77, uh, the Sex Pistols uh, went to perform the controversial song Belsen Was a Gas, which, um, of course, is about uh, the Jews and Nazis. Uh-huh. Um, they were gonna perform it live for the first time. Um, the song was... Most likely, uh, Sid Vicious's only contribution to the band at all while he was in it. Huh. Um, even though it was composed um, during his time uh, with uh, Flowers of Romance, uh, he uh, you know made it a Sex Pistols song. Um,
1: but he wrote so, it
0: though, and right, he, okay. he wrote it, um, and he would actually uh, go on to continue uh, playing it as well. Um, okay, so in in seven, no after the show at the Winterland in San Francisco uh, which was released live uh, in 78 no it was live at the Winterland in 78 and then that album was released in 2001 Um, the group disbanded after that uh, freeing Sid Vicious to do whatever the fuck he wanted Um, he going to be awful somewhere else as many people in his position would go ahead to do he embarked on a path of destruction Um, right he recorded uh, lead vocals on three cover so- on tracks for three cover songs, um, for the soundtrack album for uh, the Great Rock and Roll Swindle, which was the you know the not quite true mock- documentary mm-hmm. about him. Uh, he did My Way, you know the Sinatra song. Um, he did Come on Everybody, which I don't know uh, who, I don't know who. Uh, he also did a song called Something Else. So, now, ha, we get into... A-dun-dun-dun... Dun, dun, some crimes of Mr. Sid Vicious. On the morning of October 12th, 1978... Mm, no. Hmm. No, we're not gonna read this yet. Hold on. Let me, uh, read through... But I'm so excited nope. about the crimes. Too goddamned bad. We'll get to that uh, Tomorrow. But right now, we'll talk about uh, his assaults, which are pretty fun, okay. if you're not the person he assaulted. Fair enough. Um, I
1: wonder if the guy that got hit with the bass guitar is still alive enough to say, you know, talk shit about him today.
0: I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I mean, maybe we could try and find him and see if, uh, I mean, you know, see if we can talk to him. He couldn't be that fucking old. He'd be like, you know, late 50s. Yeah, I'm curious what he what he said. To... Yeah. I bet, you know what, I bet if we tried hard enough we could find him. Probably. Let's do it. Anywho, on uh, December 9th, 1978, uh, well, no, in December of 78, uh, Sid Vicious was charged with assault after attacking Todd Smith, who is uh, singer Patti Smith's brother, at a Skafish concert at Hurrah, a New York dance club. Um, He was arrested on the 9th of December and sent to Rikers Island uh, for 55 days to undergo a painful, no doubt painful, uh, and enforced detoxification. Which no doubt really, Fuck, man. Like, that shit would have sucked for him. Uh, but good. He was a dick. Um, he was released on bail uh, February 1st, 79. So he wasn't there very long at all. Uh, his bail was originally set at 50 grand, but it was lowered after court hearings and negotiations from his lawyer, Malcolm McLaren, um, oh, negotiations from his lawyer. Uh, Malcolm McLaren, the Sex Pistols' manager, uh, he had worked to raise money, and even though he had, the bond was uh, eventually covered by their record label uh, Virgin. Hmm. Um, And then, uh, this is a fun little uh, fact here, uh, John Lydon has stated that Mick Jagger stepped in and paid for Vicious's lawyer <laughs> and has praised Jagger for never seeking any publicity for it. No shit. So yeah, so uh, he beat the shit out of Patti Smith's brother, uh, went to prison to uh, sober the fuck out. Like they said, you're going to sober the fuck out if we have to keep you here forever or not. Uh, and then a month later, he was out on bail uh, because um, because Mick Jagger got him a really good lawyer. That's crazy. Isn't that just like that? Small world. Really, you know? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Both Londoners, but still. <laughs> All right, let me just. Uh, you, you know what, Chris? Uh, vamp for a second. Talk for a second. Talk for a second? What the hell? Yeah, do something. Do something fun. What am I, a
1: fucking performing monkey? Yes, yes you am are. Am I performing a clown monkey. now performing. here to entertain you?
0: Would you just do something already? I'm,
1: am I not doing something? Would you just do whatever the no, hell you is, gotta this do is working. doing what I'm this doing? this is
0: working well. This is good. No, I like it. Go Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, I thought you like it. You're gonna Why like are you it. are so mean all the time?
1: Because, man, I'm the nicest guy ever, so I have to be mean whenever I get the chance. It's the same reason that, like... <clears throat> well, no, I guess that was out of sheer laziness.
0: Uh, <laughs> what was? No, now we have to know. No,
1: nah, well, when I when I used to be a clerk back in the day, I would I would wait for new items to come into the store, and I would take the stickers that just that said new, you know, signified a new item, and I would put them on my name tag, and um, so that people <laughs> wouldn't ask me questions. And then I would ask because they thought you were new, right? And then I would ask all oh, the foreign speaking customers how to say I don't speak. English in their language. <laughs> so if somebody didn't believe me in the first time, I could say it in whatever language
0: they wanted to hear it. Leave oh, me Jesus the Christ fuck man. alone. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I just needed to make sure no, I that what I was about I just needed to make sure what I was about to read isn't in the reveal for tomorrow. Nine or the English. next the next episode. So okay. now we're gonna talk about And this is skipping a whole section of his story, but we are now going to talk about the death of Sid Vicious.
1: Wow. Okay. So we're doing one of those whole skip around the beginning to the end. This is Pulp
0: Fiction Like a Motherfucker. Okay. All right. Okay. So on the evening of February 1st, 1979... A small group of friends, which included Jerry Only of the Misfits, who I've met and is a really, hmm, he's an okay dude. Okay. Yeah, he's an okay dude. Um, I played a show with them once. He was, uh, he was standoffish and dickish until they went on stage, and then they were great, and when they came off, cool dude. <laughs> gotcha. Cool dude.
1: So He had to stay in his zone, that's the
0: thing. I guess so. He said that, oh, there's too much pot smoke in the green room. We're going to hang out in our fucking Winnebaker. Wow. So, um, a small group of friends, uh, including Jerry Only of the Misfits, and future D-Generation founding member Howie Pyro, uh, gathered to celebrate Sid Vicious having made bail. um, And they were gathering at a friend's Manhattan apartment at 63 Bank Street in New York City. Mm. New York City! So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Vicious was clean, uh, having been on a de- detoxification methadone program, which means he wasn't he clean, he was on clean. methadone. Yeah. Uh, methadone is hooked, um, uh, while he was at Rikers Island. Um, but at the, the whole little party gathering, <clears throat> uh, Vicious had his friend, English photographer, Peter Kodick, not Kodak, Kodick, oh. K-O-D-I-C-K, um, he had him deliver him some heroin. Um, He had apparently spent hours during the party looking forward uh, toward the future, planning an album that he would record and get his life back on track, um, should he be, um, if he could. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, Vicious overdosed at midnight. But everyone that was there uh, worked together, got him up, walking around, uh, to to try to help revive him. But um, he died in the night, and... He was found by his mother and Beverly early the next morning. Damn it, man. In the, book, in the book, Please Kill Me The Uncensored Oral History of Punk by a dude named Lakes McNeil and Gillian McCain, um, Vicious's close friend, the uh, photographer uh, Eileen Polk, said that no New York funeral homes were willing to hold a funeral or burial for Vicious due to his reputation. His remains were eventually cremated at a Garden State crematory in New Jersey. According to Ellen Polk, or I'm sorry, uh, Eileen, because E-I-L-E-E-N is Eileen. Correct. correct. Uh, according to Eileen Polk, uh, he had stated during his life that he wanted to be buried with Nancy. Um, but Nancy was a Jew, and uh, he couldn't. Um Da, la, la 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 Close your ears. Okay. Close your ears, Chris. Like really. Like close your ears so I can. Um, okay. No. Okay. So he was cremated, and uh, he couldn't be buried with who he wanted to be buried with. Um, Howie Pyro um, said that uh, Sid wanted, or they wanted to scatter his ashes, um, and uh, I don't think they could. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. We'll get to that tomorrow. Um, not tomorrow. So, oh, I keep saying tomorrow, Chris. Why do I keep saying tomorrow? That's not even how these release. It's a Wednesday and a Friday. So, we will get to this on Friday.
1: Well, I mean, we could do it tomorrow.
0: No, I mean, like, the released one, dude. Not us. I mean, we're going to talk about it, okay? <laughs> I got you know. I caught up now.
1: <sighs> uh, but, we're going to do it tomorrow. You motherfuckers got away two days to hear it
0: that's right that's right that's right so Chris I mean uh, you know what do you think about um, the first episode of Sid and Nancy
1: well I mean it was a lot of facts to take in you know a lot
0: of... yeah it, it's really you know the the uh, the shitty childhood the kind of rambunctious teen years and then rebellious music you know because he only made it to 20. 22 whatever holy shit um, so you know it, it's and that's a short fucking life it is but it really and is. even though he was a terrible bass player and a terrible heroin addict and just a dick he was just a cock munching fucking asshole like he's still this he's still this icon in the punk rock community it's the, funny I mean, how that works. Yeah, it, it really is.
1: And you know, and man. There's, there's a I lot of just, cases where you wonder how did this person become the icon when so many others, it, you know, either contributed so much more or were more talented or whatever the case Because may they be. died young.
0: Because they died before yeah. their full potential was realized. Yeah,
1: he didn't even get to make it into the 27 Club, did he?
0: No, he didn't. And, I mean, the funny thing is about him is that most of what people have heard of the Sex Pistols, which would just be Never Mind the Bullocks, um, he didn't even fucking play on. Right. And he didn't sing on. So, I mean, he was he was dealing with hepatitis at the time. So it's, it's just super weird that, I mean, yeah, he was this larger-than-life personality, but the 70s and 80s were fucking full of them. Yeah. Yeah, there were
1: some interesting characters.
0: But I will tell you this, that he might not be uh, an icon in the best sense of the term, um, while still definitely 100% being an icon. um, But next episode, we will find out uh, why he is considered as such. And it's still uh, a very very fucking punk rock mentality as to why um, he's so remembered and uh, I will leave it at remembered and not add a descriptor to that word
1: I'm gonna look up the word the, the definition for the word icon in that context because like uh, to me it, it the way I'm the way I'm uh, I have always understood the word is like when you think of this genre or this topic or this subject, who or what is the first person that comes into your head. If that's what it is, then, yeah, he's number one, as far as people mm. who aren't into punk. People who are into punk obviously know a lot more about it to be able to say, well, now this guy, right. this to, guy, this guy.
0: To say somebody that would influence their their listening choices or right. things like that more more personally, yeah, I, I get that. Right. I get There's that. the
1: rest of the world that doesn't know that he's the face of it, like,
0: Bam! There it is.
1: That guy, the right, Ramones. Absolutely.
0: You know, like just. But this this might also be why uh, punk is still um, not not exactly feared uh, within the music community, but still um, super on the outskirts. Well, it definitely even though... takes
1: a, quite a level of rebellion to uh, yeah. to be down with that type of lifestyle, or. Some of the choices that go along with it um, i'm <clears throat> i'm not saying anything against it um i'm simply saying that you 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 kind of have to you know a, a mohawk is is dedication a faux hawk is vagina
0: you know <laughs> i i absolutely agree whenever I, i'm out and i got my mohawk up and some dude with a fucking faux hawk comes up to me it's like nice hawk man like, i just want to just grab them by the sack and just twist and then just just pull just Because I'm like no 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 you don't get to tell me that I have cool hair not at all you don't you don't have that right buddy
1: (laughs) yep
0: right. well Chris we are we are very fast uh, coming up to the uh, hour and a half mark so right now we are going to say thank you for listening to uh, another really fucking fun, informative, great episode of, uh, of See No, Hear No, Speak No.
1: Yeah, this one this one had a lot of fun stuff in it. Uh, oh, sorry, I um, <laughs> missed my cue there. <laughs> UFOs, conspiracies, and murders uh, is what I was supposed to say.
0: And, <laughs> uh, and that email again is see no, hear no, speak no at email.com. If you want to yell at Chris <laughs> for messing that it up, was totally please do.
1: Wow. Please
0: do. What? <sighs> Uh, we are going to cut this now because we still got a whole nother episode about this to bring you, uh, which will we'll bring you everything you need to know about Nancy Spungen and the conclusion to Spungen. what the fuck this is even about.
1: Yeah, yeah, we haven't. Yeah, have, you you've done pretty well at structuring this to. Uh to keep me blind as to what the hell this is really about. And you know already that I'm too lazy to go and find out myself, so I'm just going to stew with my curiosity. And,
0: and, uh, and I, guide I know about you don't it. have scruples, no. but I do know that you're just a lazy fuck. Yeah, so no, yeah that'll work. That'll work. It works for me. I accidentally but. threw
1: my scruples away in one of those situations <laughs> where you know how when you get too stoned and you're like. You're, like, eating something, and then you go and throw your plate in the garbage and your napkin in the sink. It was like that. I lost my scruples and my marbles and...
0: And all of your fucks. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: a whole pocket full of fucks and two shits to go along with it.
0: (laughs) All right, Chris. So I will... I mean, we're going to stay on the phone, because I like talking behind the backs of our listeners and just... Really, just reaming into them real good, you know? Yeah, like reporters
1: so, uh, do when they, you yeah, know, the credits exactly. are rolling.
0: So, but I will tired. say, <laughs> thanks for listening! And, three, yeah, we two, love you guys. One, bye, dude. Come with me Tuesday,
1: bring you ukulele. I'm just a tea